the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Garland moves to release documents on the FBI search of a former president's home. It's also important to note that this is a fairly common uh, conflict between former presidents and the archives. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen instructs the IRS in a letter not to increase audits on the middle class. It should be named the IRS Expansion Act because they have effectively doubled the size of the IRS with this bill. Gas prices dip below $4 a gallon for the first time since March. It is a rare glimmer of financial hope for those frustrated by fuel prices. This is the Daybreak Insider Podcast. Your first look at today's top stories for Friday, August 12th. I'm Mike Scott. According to reports by the Washington Post and elsewhere, the FBI sought to locate classified documents related to nuclear weapons, among other items, when agents searched former President Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago home in Palm Beach, Florida. The Post report did not specify what kind of nuclear documents they were alleged to be or whether they referred to the U.S. arsenal or another country's stating that the Department of Justice would move to unseal the warrant they obtained for the raid on Donald Trump's home. Just now, the Justice Department has filed a motion in the Southern District of Florida to unseal a search warrant and property receipt relating to a court-approved search that the FBI conducted earlier this week. That search was of premises located in Florida belonging to the former president. The department did not make any public statements on the day of the search. The former president publicly confirmed the search that evening, as is his right. Copies of both the warrant and the FBI property receipt were provided on the day of the search to the former president's counsel, who was on site during the search. Garland says they decided to file the motion to unseal the warrant due to public interest. The search warrant was authorized by a federal court upon the required finding of probable cause. The property receipt is a document that federal law requires law enforcement agents to leave with the property owner. The department filed the motion to make public the warrant and receipt in light of the former president's public confirmation of the search, the surrounding circumstances, and the substantial public interest in this matter. Faithful adherence to the rule of law is the bedrock principle of the Justice Department and of our democracy. Upholding the rule of law means applying the law evenly, without fear or favor. Garland goes on to say that the Department of Justice is quiet about such searches to protect constitutional rights. Under my watch, that is precisely what the Justice Department is doing. All Americans are entitled to the even-handed application of the law, to due process of the law, and to the presumption of innocence. 
Much of our work is by necessity conducted out of the public eye. We do that to protect the constitutional rights of all Americans and to protect the integrity of our investigations. Federal law, long-standing department rules, and our ethical obligations prevent me from providing further details as to the basis of the search at this time. Garland says that he personally signed off on the search warrant. There are, however, certain points I want you to know. First, I personally approved the decision to seek a search warrant in this matter. Second, the department does not take such a decision lightly. Where possible, it is standard practice to seek less intrusive means as an alternative to a search and to narrowly scope any search that is undertaken. Third, let me address recent unfounded attacks on the professionalism of the FBI and Justice Department agents and prosecutors. I will not stand by silently when their integrity is unfairly attacked. Garland tried to push back against attacks on the Department of Justice. The men and women of the FBI and the Justice Department are dedicated, patriotic public servants. Every day, they protect the American people from violent crime, terrorism, and other threats to their safety while safeguarding our civil rights. They do so at great personal sacrifice and risk to themselves. I am honored to work alongside them. This is all I can say right now. More information will be made available in the appropriate way and at the appropriate time. Thank you. The lawyer for Donald Trump, Christina Bob, joined News Nation to discuss how her team will be working with the Justice Department. Uh, it doesn't appear at this time like we would object, but the court has ordered the Department of Justice to coordinate with us and to work on uh, you know, how that release would take place or what that would look like. Our team has responded. We have reached out to the De- Department of Justice to coordinate that and have not been able to make contact. So we're waiting to hear back from them. Bob says that Trump was cooperative with the Department of Justice back in June when they first stopped by the former president's home. Uh, I understand that there was. It wasn't given to me. That was the Washington, D.C. team, but, or the, the Washington, D.C. legal team. But we did have the meeting at Mar-a-Lago in June that has been discussed about uh, whether the FBI would be allowed to view the storage facility, whether they'd be allowed to see the documents, and we did that. I was part of the team that uh, welcomed them to Mar-a-Lago with open arms. President Trump himself stopped by and said, you know, whatever you want to see, let us know. We're happy to facilitate it. And We did everything we could to be cooperative. And Mm -hmm. after that, they actually said, you know, we appreciate you showing us. We would like the storage facility to be a little more secure. Can you add a lock to it? So we did, and uh, the next thing we know is they're raiding, they're raiding Mar-a-Lago. So it's a bit of a shock, but yes, we believe we have been as cooperative as we possibly can be. Bob says a silver lining may be, in her opinion, that Americans will be able to see how corrupt the Department of Justice is. The fact that it's coming back on the FBI and on the Department of Justice to show how corrupt and how overreaching they are, that that I suppose could be a silver lining, but I wouldn't wish this on anyone. And if anything, I think it highlights how extreme the FBI has become. If they're doing this to Donald Trump, everybody says, oh, maybe they could do it to me. Well, now we can look back and say they probably were doing it to regular Americans. I mean, you don't start at the top of the food chain. You work your way up. Bob went on to say in the interview that, in her opinion, the FBI has done a lot to to damage 
their own reputation. There's a lot of emotions stirred. I would actually blame the FBI themselves. I mean, it's not an isolated incident. This is not Trump saying, oh, the FBI is bad. You know, go hate the FBI. The FBI lied to the FISA court. They lied about Crossfire Hurricane. They lied about Hillary Clinton's emails. Yeah, They've all, lied all, about unmasking. Like, they've uh, lied no, across all, the board. All, all, so all this true, is a series of things. So all, all true points. I, I, I can't. I don't believe we can blame this one incident. Attorney and legal scholar Jonathan Turley joined Hannity on Fox News and said, while it's good to see the warrant, it's the affidavit that people should pay attention to. But we're going to have to see that affidavit. Now, we don't know. They may have found classified information. The government has a right to retrieve that information. But it's also important to note that this is a fairly common uh, conflict between former presidents and the archives. Material is taken all the time that the archives says that's, that needs to be brought back. Even furniture has been taken out of the White House that didn't belong to former presidents. And so this is not that uncommon. And if if they found those types of documents, the question still remains. Why couldn't you have done that with a less intrusive means? The attorney general today said there was no other possible or less intrusive means. That's what left a lot of us scratching our heads. I, I can think of a lot of alternatives. And this warrant hopefully will explain why you didn't think that there was any other possibility. But it's really the affidavit that will I tell agree. us uh, whether they had a good faith basis. Meantime, in Cincinnati, Ohio, an armed man was fatally shot by law enforcement after he attempted to break into the FBI's Cincinnati field office and then fled the scene Thursday morning. As Ohio troopers pursued his fleeing car on an interstate, the suspect fired shots before pulling off, abandoning his car on a rural road before engaging in an hours-long standoff with police. Ohio State Patrol spokesperson Lieutenant Nathan Dennis says the suspect fired on officers who then returned fire. Uh, the suspect then raised the firearm toward law enforcement, and that's when uh, shots were fired at the suspect. Dennis says authorities tried to negotiate with the armed man who tried to breach the FBI's Cincinnati office. Throughout the afternoon, the officers attempted to negotiate with the suspect. Uh, as you know, those negotiations went on, uh, over time they eventually failed and were unsuccessful. So at that time, Officers tried to move in uh, using less lethal tactics to take the suspect into custody. Dennis confirms the suspect did fire on officers during the pursuit. Shots were fired from the suspect vehicle. Law enforcement did not fire shots at that time. Uh, and then once the vehicle exited on the State Route 73 and went north on Smith Road and came to a stop, uh, at that time uh, there was a gunfire exchanged as well. Dennis went on to describe that pursuit on area roads. Throughout the pursuit, it continued northbound on 71. Uh, the suspect vehicle did fire shots uh, during that pursuit. The Daybreak Insider notes that while this is an ongoing investigation, the shooter has since been identified as 42-year-old Ricky Schiffer. Turning to the ongoing conflict in Ukraine, new shelling of the Zaporizhia power plant has prompted the U.N. nuclear watchdog to call for a visit to that plant as soon as possible and warn of the catastrophic consequences of continued fighting near Europe's largest nuclear energy generator. Ukraine and Russia again blamed each other for that attack. At a meeting of the U.N. Security Council, 
called to discuss that specific situation. The head of its nuclear watchdog warned it was a grave hour. China and the U.S. both called for U.N. experts to be allowed to urgently visit that plant, but similar demands in the past have so far not been acted on. Joe Serencioni, the former advisor to the U.S. State Department, says that shelling of the power plant is very concerning. You should be very concerned about the nuclear dangers at this facility. That's the reason you see officials at the highest level giving us very clear warnings. The Secretary General of the United Nations saying that Russia's attacks on this plant are suicidal because you could kill Russian soldiers themselves. Any radiological release from this plant would spread into Russia itself. You see the head of the International Atomic Energy Agency, Rafael Grossi, saying it's a small miracle that we haven't had a nuclear catastrophe yet. He is demanding that Russia let IAE inspectors into this facility and withdraw its armed forces its artillery and ammunition that Russia is now basing at this facility. So, no, the, the, the warning lights are blinking red. This is a nuclear time bomb that is ticking towards detonation. Urgent action is needed. You are right to be worried. Serencioni goes on to say that Russia may have seized the plant for economic reasons. When Russia invaded Ukraine, one of the first things that Ukraine did was to start disconnecting its grid, its electric grid, from Russia and switching it over to Europe. And this is part of what it, it helps the, all of the Central European countries will do, disconnect from Russia, reorient towards Western Europe. Well, part of that grid is the nuclear power plants. Uh, Ukraine has five, six nuclear power plants in its facility. This is the largest one. So it's and Russia has seized it. They seized it early on in the war. And for a number of us, it was perplexing. Why would they do this? Well, now we may have an answer. They want to seize this, annex it as, as they're annexing other parts of the territory. Remember, they have a referendum scheduled in February for the Donbass region, for the provinces they're occupying right now. They could add the Zaporizhia region to that and just physically take over a major national asset uh, of Ukraine. Um, uh, so, so it turns out there's not just a military reason for this. There's not just a sort of terrorist reason for this. There might be a Russian economic reason for seizing this plant. So far, U.N. nuclear watchdog officials have been unable to inspect that plant. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen instructed the IRS not to use any new funding from the Democrats' $740 billion Inflation Reduction Act to increase audits on the middle class. Yellen wrote a letter to the IRS stating, in part, I direct that any additional resources, including any new personnel or auditors that are hired, shall not be used to increase the share of small business or households below the $400,000 threshold that are audited relative to historical levels. The bill passed by Senate Democrats will inject $80 billion into the IRS, allowing the agency to hire an additional 87,000 employees. This comes as an online job posting for special agents within the law enforcement branch of the IRS is causing a major stir on social media. The posted included requirements of being able to legally carry a firearm and, quote, to use deadly force if necessary, 
end quote. The job posting was briefly deleted after a major public outcry, but later reappeared on the IRS website. Hugh Hewitt, host of the Hugh Hewitt Show on the Salem Radio Network, says that the IRS expansion will impact every American. President Biden and the congressional Democrats are well underway to passing what they've labeled the Inflation Reduction Act. It should be named the IRS Expansion Act because they have effectively doubled the size of the IRS with this bill, granting the agency some 87,000 new personnel. Most of them will be agents. And they've spent $3.5 trillion over two years, $3.5 trillion that was not needed because COVID had been recovered from in the economy. That had been taken care of in a bipartisan fashion by the last two Congresses under the last two budgets under President Trump. Still, the Democrats spent $1.9 trillion on the American Recovery Act that was unnecessary. They spent $550 billion on infrastructure, $280 billion on the CHIPS Act. And with this new bill, they're on their way to spending another $700 billion. The name Inflation Reduction Act is Orwellian. It will only increase your inflation. While doubling the number of IRS agents looking into all of our finances, every business, every individual, don't be fooled. Senate Democrats projected that the additional IRS manpower will increase federal revenue by $124 billion over the next decade. The Centers for Disease Control is relaxing its COVID-19 guidelines. And Daybreak Insider's White House correspondent Greg Clugston has more details on that developing story. The CDC announced that it's dropping the recommendation that Americans quarantine themselves if they come into close contact with an infected person. The nation's top public health agency also said that people no longer need to stay at least six feet away from others. Masks continue to be recommended only in areas with high transmission rates. Officials say the changes are driven by a recognition that an estimated 95% of Americans 16 and older have acquired some level of immunity, either from being vaccinated or infected. Greg Clugston, Washington. Los Angeles City Council members approve funding for more police patrols in Hollywood to address a major rise in crime. Developing news, L.A. City Council just okayed funding for more police patrols in Hollywood following a recent increase of crime in this area. There has been a 75% increase in homicides this year. Robberies jumped nearly 20% and theft is up almost 25%. As a result, council has authorized $216,000 to add additional officer shifts. The neighborhood of Los Angeles has seen a 75% increase in homicides homicides and a more than 35 percent increase in shots fired this year compared with last year. Robbery and theft, meanwhile, has jumped nearly 20 percent. The council signed off on a motion by Councilman Mitch O'Farrell to give an additional $216,000 to Los Angeles Police Department's Hollywood Division to add additional officers. Meanwhile, California Governor Gavin Newsom proposed California should invest tens of billions of dollars in water recycling, storage, and desalination over the next two decades. His remarks come as drought continues to grip parts of the U.S. West, and the state prepares to lose 10% of its water supply by 2040, according to projections by the Department of Water Resources there. Newsom gathered with reporters and said it's an urgent situation. As a consequence of that deeper appreciation, that deeper understanding, we have a renewed sense of urgency to address this issue head on.
little bit of good news coming to a gas pump near you. Gas prices are dipping below $4 a gallon for the first time since March. According to AAA, the national average for a gallon of gas has fallen and is now $3.99 per gallon. The fall from June, when prices topped out above $5 a gallon, has been steady. CBS reporter Errol Barnett says gas prices have decreased, he believes, for a few reasons. It is a rare glimmer of financial hope for those frustrated by fuel prices. What does it feel like to get at least this small bit of relief? Um, it felt good. The national average for gas dipping below $4 today, almost two months after hitting a record high. Relief stemming from an increase in global oil supply and decrease in fuel demand, helping to lower the rate of inflation. Barnett goes on to say that while fuel prices are down compared to last year, the price is still high. While lowering in the past month, compared to 2021, gas prices are up 44% and airfare is 28% more expensive. Barnett explains that while the price for regular gas is dropping, the price for diesel is still extremely high. A third of Americans are now spending their savings to cover all of these increased costs, according to one survey. And while the price of regular gas has come back down to earth recently, diesel, which is the lifeblood of transporting goods all across the country, is 54% more expensive, Margaret, than one year ago. But one month does not make a trend. And with global energy markets still tight, relief at the pump could ultimately prove temporary. It looks like we may see some relief in the short term from relentless inflation in the coming months. Daybreak Insider's Rita Foley has a look at the numbers. Economists say it's still too early to say that inflation is headed steadily lower, but this is a move in the right direction, says one. The producer price index is down. It measures inflation before it reaches consumers. It's down 0.5 percent for the month of July. Now, that may not sound like a lot, but that's the first month-to-month drop in more than two years. And there's evidence that those supply chain snafus may ease some. Trucking freight costs fell 0.3 percent, but wholesale food prices rose 1 percent from June to July. That's a sign that those grocery prices will keep rising in the coming months. I'm Rita Foley. There's a new ghost pepper eating world record. Daybreak Insider's Tasha Stevens has more on a story that's burning up the airwaves. The previous record has been broken by a California man who ate 17 ghost peppers in one minute. The record's a big deal because ghost peppers are one of the hottest peppers in the world. Gregory Foster also holds the world record for eating six Carolina Reaper peppers in under nine seconds. Tasha Stevens reporting. And finally, a barbecue restaurant in Texas says a thief stole almost $3,000 worth of brisket. Early this morning, someone stole thousands of dollars of brisket from La Barbecue in East Austin. And the general manager told KV photojournalist Eric Melwitz that she hopes someone recognizes this thief. Allison Clem, GM of La Barbecue in Austin, Texas, said that 20 briskets were stolen by someone who jumped a fence around 4 a.m. and ran toward the smoker. Yeah, he gets in our pits. He 
takes, he unloads 20 of the briskets, then he goes and gets his truck to load them. I feel like he knew exactly where to go, um, exactly what to do, exactly where our briskets were. It's a giant loss, you know, for us to scramble. I mean, we already work a whole lot, so for us to scramble and do extra hours to get more briskets on for, you know, our customers. Clem says that, unfortunately, this is not the first time the restaurant has been robbed. It's gotten to the point where we can't put out enough security or enough cameras. We've had, I guess, two or three other people jump our fence and steal steal stuff. I feel like I expect it all the time at this point. I mean, I don't even know what else to do. While it's the seventh time the restaurant has been broken into, it's the first time that the valuable meat has been stolen. Subscribe to the Daybreak Insider Podcast at Apple or Google Podcast, Spotify, or SalemPodcastNetwork.com. Get our companion Daybreak Insider newsletter each morning at DaybreakInsider.com. Ongoing coverage of breaking news and commentary at SRNNews.com and TownHall.com. Thanks for starting your day with us. I'm Mike Scott. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.